Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. It's a very common occurrence to mistake what people mean in communication. The biggest source of conflict in my life and frustration in general has been the fact that I feel very misunderstood and that people are very disconnected between others because they're relying on terms to sort of gloss over what the actual meaning and depth of the reality that people have. So people aren't sharing within a reality they're sharing instead within a lexicon. And with this, if I were to look over at the clock on the wall, you'd imagine, well, I know what looking over at things is like. I know what walls are. I have a firm experience of walls and I know what a clock is. So when I string these together, it's pretty fair to assume that we all share within reality on a structural level, on a basic sample of a level. Now what I'm proposing is, if we were to look at each other's words, like clock. Now between John and I, everything that goes into the reality of a clock can be summed up by gray marbles and red marbles. Gray marbles are the ideas that, yeah, we've been over that reality together. We are both taken in by the same reality concerning the word. We have the same idea about it, same experience, same reality. Everything that is the same about clocks between us is gray. And anything about clocks that I don't have that he has would be a red marble and vice versa. So within the transmission of reality of clock, when we hear it and what a clock really means versus referring to things generally understood by sight that we can imagine, but necessarily once we start getting into things that have meaning and like what is our reality made up of well we're con we are conducted uh with the meaning of our language or that reality is full of meaning and that we are full of language and what we all have in common is the ability to abstract out what all the words mean to us so in common we have an ability to apprehend the definitions of words and that we all share. We are all essential descriptors of the reality itself. Now comes the abstract bit. What can you pull out of each word? What do the words mean? So when I made the utterance, we all came up with the same kind of thing. We could both describe uh, the vision of what was said. If we saw the vision of what was said, we would probably say the same thing about it. Josh looked over at the wall and saw a clock, you know. And of course, there's everything else in my sight, but essentially what you've imagined we'll all describe. We all are on the same page. Now, between John and I, 70% of our marbles are gray because we have all experienced clocks in a similar fashion. But there's some red marbles. We have red marbles, about 30% uh, full of the water bottle representing the word clock. There's a water bottle that has a label that says clock on it and all our ideas and abstractions about clock. Now, some of my abstractions are different because I feel time a little differently. I experience the, the, the 12 numbers in the two hands in a different way. Time flows differently for me. John accounts for the clock a little differently. He's one that wears a watch. He has to know when the deliveries are about to come in and then he has to sign off on them. And he has to do it within the next amount of time because at some point you have to stack it up so we can sell them the next day. He's, he, he's on a different schedule than I am. And I'm temperance, you know, so I'm, I have a sense of urgency 
but I know that everything is better when you hold and wait that you find answers and not everything needs to, to tick along in this sort of fashion. But ultimately, waiting will give you answers. So I value time differently as well. Some people value constantly trying to push onward, constantly trying to do something because they have to occupy their time. Well, me, I could wait around for six hours if, if I have to and just wool gather and literally write a story in my head if I feel like it, just because I desire feeling time differently and my life includes different time frames. Not that I don't feel the six minutes of a wrestling match, I certainly do, or that if I saw the same match with John, that I wouldn't experience time differently while seeing the match because I've spent time as a wrestler and it does something when you're looking at six minutes worth of something versus not being engaged with something on that time scale in that given sort of chronology involving six minutes. So that people experience time much differently and that accumulates with our idea of the clock and how we see these things moving. Also, would it have been that he had cracked open an analog clock and looked at all the gears? Does he see the basic foundation of what comprises a clock? Has he ever owned a stopwatch? Is he concerned with calculating time? You know, I, I might have had a magazine that just had uh, pictures of all different kinds of clocks. Maybe you take the time to look at all of them. Maybe it just has to do with the, the imagery and the aesthetic of, of what we fit the uh, analog instrument into. You know, are we aware of sundials? All these kinds of things, it's just a componentry. Even like I've ex explained a couple times like in this podcast how the television is one of the most looked over examples of an artifact that when you refer to it like a television, you know, some common occurrence now within reality, which is pretty surprising actually, if you think about that. But a television, 99.8% of the people you ask, if you were to say, okay, what is the basic idea and physics behind a television? You know, do you know what it's made of? Do you know what minerals have to be extracted from the earth in order to make the parts necessary? Do you know what the circuitry looks like? How is the instrument arranged in order to get images from physical things onto the screen and to move it around for an X amount of time. That takes a lot of physicality and work for something to happen like that. Now, what goes into a TV? Well, when I say, let's watch the television, we all come to mind like living room, television there. I know what a television is. We've all seen programs. We've experienced TVs. We're very familiar with them. Television is roughly the same sort of idea between most people. But in our time, you, you would ask them what is a television exactly and what is it made of and how does it work? Well, there goes the clock. Just thought I'd let that ring. Okay, let's see, what is it? It's one o'clock? It's 1 a.m. Where, where I am when I did this around there. Okay, anyways, but um, where was I? Television. 99.8 of the population doesn't understand the incredible amount of physical manipulation and black magic that is going on in order to create the reality of a television itself that we take for granted. It's like, television means something else to me just because I spent a couple hours on Wikipedia looking into TV, typing in television and, and seeing what it could tell me about it, you know? Like, <laughs> but that's kind of like 
a major aspect of why I even get on here and try to present abstractions to you is because there's a lot of reality and why not tap into some of it? You know, it's, it's more of like a reminder of like, you know, rather than being within the typical dream, like you stream this and then you remember who you already are, essentially, this realm of ideas, this general abstraction that exists. And I think it would be a cool idea just for all of us to get into it and to be on similar pages and to recognize the avenues and perspectives in which reality opens because it would be the initiates, you know, to be a fool to come into the temple and just start opening doors. You're no longer an initiate. You know, you're no longer a fool to all that there is because you've seen past, you know, your first few steps. And that's another critical point, I think. And it also brings up like a hermetic tarot, like archetype of like the fool or just kind of like a, a very cardinal essence, you know, like, you know, your first steps and, and just identifying and, you know, the pure forms that are being presented, kind of like Aries energy. Like just just kind of go and and then just take off and venture forth on your first steps. You know, you just kind of control, hard to control when it begins, but, you know, you ultimately open that up and you identify with it. And then you gain a more pure example of, of what there is, you know. And then along your journey, you just you know, go through a procession of the rest of what there is. But ultimately, it's like you just, you clicked in. Like you clicked into that episode, you you opened that door, you started on some, some other thing that has within it this uh, new horizon that you're heading into. So it's like the, the initiates, like the very first step. But yeah, this is a dawning. It's always a dawning of new, a new thing, but we are in an, in an Aquarian age where technology, you know, Knowing a lot, having lots of information where everyone knows a lot about everything or that everyone knows something and everyone can access everyone. Like we could build this community and we're all our own sovereign selves, but our own sovereign selves are all each a part of the whole collective. And now the collective is able to meet and greet and be initiated into everyone's lives and realize just how interesting and important everyone is. And so we have podcasts and and this is so critical. We need to be able to localize more readily what we mean. We have to construct a across the board sense of interpersonalness, if that's a word, but one where we all come together, but we're all different, but we all kind of grasp and understand what's really going on so that we don't feel like we are strangers in the world and that we know that everything has meaning and everything has depth and that goes for everyone and I, I think our minds have just been kind of coaxed into believing that some people aren't real some people are separate you can leave all this stuff out a lot's just getting left out and i think with the transmission of words sometimes it feels like what is even the point of me trying to talk right now other than feeling as though i need to convince people that what I'm going through is actually real. Why is there this deep-seated need to feel that my reality is connecting in with people? Because a lot of us, well, there's a lot of gaslighting and undermining and argumentation and just general upheaval of the reality that there is. And it gets completely quashed and sidelined and thrown out of whack, not balanced. Things are going wrong. And a lot of it has to do with the simple fact that 
When we refer to certain things, people have a conception of what it is, but that's not all of what it is. There's more to it. I think the biggest one that we have is when people hear people talk about God, all the attributes that go into describing God for most fundamental people dealing with religious examples is that, well, no, everything in the reality makes sense to their perspective. It's just they're going about labeling what God is as being something different than what it actually is. So the real meaning of what is being referred to is being thrown out of right. So for example, if people say like, yeah, God's omniscient, all powerful, he's everywhere, he's working behind the scenes, there is an omniscience in, in intelligence in the universe. We are essentially a part of the universe looking at itself. We wouldn't be able to comprehend anything if we weren't a part of the universe. We're intelligence looking at itself. We're reflecting everything that there is because we are essentially everything that there is. We are born out of the same matter. We're entangled with everything in the universe physically. We are energy. We're vibration. We're the whole spectrum of things. We're fractals of the universe. Now to say like, well, there is an omniscience. There is a presence working behind the scenes that are arranging things for you that go beyond chance. You know, these very unlikely things can occur to you because there's something going on that you can't see that's intelligent like you, and it loves you maybe. And this sounds like God. But you could also say, well, the conception of, of what God is changes through others' conception of what it is. But it's still referring to the same reality but other people are able to conceptualize that reality in a different way and explain the nature of what's going on as something being different. I'm saying it's God consciousness now. I'm saying that I'm related to God or I'm a part of God, I'm one with God. Well, God's doing it, there's only one. Or, well, once you realize there's an omniscience to things, but there is no God, it's just, it seems like there's something that's organizing and pervading everything, but it isn't one thing, it's trillions. Or there's, there's as many as there are molecules. There will always be something like this that makes sense when you see it in your eye, but has a different meaning when you keep describing it. Because the more you describe things and use words onto them, the more it kind of like makes sense, the more you apply it. So it would seem that the more you abstract, since everything is very abstractual, the more you pull out and abstract upon it, the more you're going to uncover, the more you quest into the nature of how you would describe what you're talking about, even though you're all referring to the same idea, the same image, but just approaching it and labeling it and doing different things to it. Because ultimately, like you're mapping the territory and the map is in the territory. So words tend to be rather ineffectual when it comes to relating. And the breakdown of communication has been the detriment of mankind. I mean, if we could just get this right and, and get the linguistics moving and sh maybe sharing this podcast, I don't know, a little more. You could do your part. <laughs> you know what I mean. I just wanted this to be a reexamination and reverberation of the treasure trove that is our ability to relay our inward lights and our reality to the expanse and the outwardness and to be able to bridge these to one another. And we just have to strengthen communication. That's really the bottom line. And if I were to say, what exactly is language in a real sense? Like, is language like real, real? Well, I believe language is this reality-relaying thing that is born out of the intuition that reality presents to the instrument that wants to relay reality. 
and we're inextricably bound up into in a correspondence sort of way to that but i'm wondering how produced and not perfect to model reality our awareness of reality is is there a relationship that can exist that would grant us the ability to relay that reality perfectly as the reality is or are we just simply inductively grasping at a form i'm just going to stop right there before i make a fool out of myself thank you for visiting i'll see you next time